Wake up, West Georgia. It's time for the podcast powered by coffee and Mountain Dew. The Morning Five with Bryce Sparling and Billy Lindahl. Wake up, West Georgia. It's time for your favorite morning podcast. It is the Morning Five for Monday, May 1st. And as always, it's brought to you by the Parian Lawyers. Nobody wakes up thinking, man, I hope I hire a lawyer today. But hey, life happens. Don't call one of those big law firms with overused slogans and thousands of billboards. We have a top-notch law firm right here in West Georgia. The Parian Lawyers with offices in Carrollton and Bremen. Personal injury, workman's comp, and everything in between. Find them at callcadenow.com. That's C-A-L-L-C-A-D-E-N-O-W.com. Local lawyers, catchy slogans, a few billboards, big results. Bryce, it is May Day, which means it is National Chocolate Parfait Day. Uh, yeah, not a, uh, not a huge fan of that. Um, I definitely try it, but you know, you know me, not a huge fan of chocolate. I like parfaits though. I am a big parfait fan. Not a huge fan of chocolate. Would try it. Never had one. Um, not a big chocolate guy, but I do like parfaits. So would definitely try something like this. Yeah, I'm okay with chocolate parfaits. They're good. They're really good. Does, I'm trying to think. There's a, doesn't McDonald's have a chocolate parfait or something like that? Or is it just Uh... normal parfait? They have a parfait. I'm not sure if it's chocolate, but yes, they do have a parfait. Yeah, I don't remember if it's chocolate or not, but um, sure, I'd try it. Not a huge chocolate fan once again, but uh, i try a parfait. I like a parfait. Bryce, we had a busy weekend in sports, and we're going to have to get to it. And uh, let's start with the Braves, who had a less busy weekend than all of us. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> uh, Braves beat the Mets on Friday in five innings, and it was the rain shortened. It was a 4 nothing win. Olsen had a three RBI home run. Um, Acuna added in the other RBI. Max Freed went a complete game, five innings, three hits, seven Ks in, in five innings. Seven strikeouts in five innings. That's insane, man. That You know, that's one of the questions I had for you. I know you're going to know the answer to this. Does Max Freed get credit for a complete game? Uh, Technically, yes. Yeah, I was. It's it's not it's not a well, traditional no. complete game. No, 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 it's not. It's not a, com- a traditional complete game. Like a complete game, you have to have nine innings. Why? I I agree with you. Yeah, the game um, was completed. It's either you either have to go eight innings on the road and lose, or nine innings on the road and win. Um, but you do get a complete game. Wait, you can go. Eight innings on the road and lose and still get credit for a complete game. Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. So you don't. You, he's not going to get credit for a complete game, even though he can pit, even though he pitched all the innings in a game that was completed. I believe that's correct. Yes. We're gonna we're gonna ask some. Uh, oh, I'm gonna shoot this off to some Twitter folks and see if they know. I know C Bass will chime in. Uh, once he hears the podcast and texts us, um, I was kind of I was kind of curious about that. Yeah, because he, I mean, it, it was technically a complete game, and he pitched every inning of the complete game. So, you right. know, baseball baseball has all those weird kind of unique scoring things. So, um, yeah, I was just kind of curious about that. And that's something you could probably check while I'm finishing up the rest of this. But if you look at Baseball Reference, it'll tell you a complete game. Um, if he had a complete game this year on baseball reference and that'll 
that'll tell you right there. I wonder if they already have Friday's game up. They probably do, I'd assume. Yeah, they're, I mean, honestly, quickly. They, they update on the next day, so um, they, they should have it. Um, Braves got rained out Saturday, and that game will be moved to a doubleheader for August 12th. Then the Braves got rained out yesterday, and that game will be moved to a doubleheader for today. So we will have a single, well, basically what it was, it said was you get one ticket and you get into both doubleheaders. It's not a double, it's not a two ticket doubleheader. So that's I what- I can't tell you how much I love that, Billy. I seriously cannot overstate how much that it is a one ticket doubleheader. I yep. absolutely love that. Yep, I love it too. Um, so, so he does, it doesn't look like he gets credit for the complete game, which I mean, I mean it makes sense because it was a, a weird technicality, uh, but he yeah, when does, he, when does he, get credit for the shutout. Yes, he does. Um, but when he went, see, the thing is when he went to, um, uh, like when we had COVID shortened, um, complete games, like seven innings for a doubleheader, right. he didn't get credit for that either. Yeah, I mean, I guess this is what happens when 90% of your rules were written in 1800. Um, you know, I kind of got an issue with that, but it's, it doesn't really matter. We won the game. I mean, that's accurate. That's a thousand percent <laughs> accurate, bro. You're, you're right. <laughs> I mean, a lot of the baseball rules were written before electricity was even invented. So, you're right. you know. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, he does get credit for the shutout. So that, But the weird thing is this has him. I thought we won five to nothing. We won five to nothing, right? Uh, four to nothing. Four to nothing. Oh, four to nothing in five. I'm getting my numbers mixed up. Okay. Yeah, he gets a credit for the shutout, but not for the complete game. Right. All right. So, like like we mentioned, a doubleheader today starting at one. So, I know we'll be listening. He'll work. So, that'll uh, be fun. I will not. I will not be uh, listening. Uh, what? NAS- NASCAR. NASCAR has a um, race today at one. So, uh, I'll be tuning into that. Um, they got they got rained out yesterday as well at Dover, so I'll have Na- I'll have NASCAR on the TV. That's why that's why Matt's still in Delaware. Okay. Yep. 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 NASCAR got rained out yesterday. They're racing at one o'clock today. Uh, and a little a little tidbit, just a little you know betting side note. Today's Monday. We don't have the lock of the week. Uh, Bush Kyle Bush when he races on his birthday, uh, he's won like every time but one. And it seems like every time that he races on his birthday, or a lot of the times that he races on his birthday, it's a Monday race because the Sunday gets rained out. Kyle Bush, not his birthday today. It is his birthday tomorrow. So nice, you know, maybe put a couple soft-earned dollars on KB uh, to win today. He always seems to turn it up, you know, in, in May. It's a weird little anomaly. I think he's won like four or five times on his birthday. Atlanta United falls three to one on the road in Nashville. Uh, Bryce, this was embarrassing. It was rough, man. And it really, the third goal, I don't put any validity in because it came at a time when Atlanta United was pushing to try to get an equalizer. So, so two, one was really the scoreline. That third goal just happened because we were throwing everything we could at the goal um we have no backup striker and that's been insanely evident over the past couple of games and it was it was insanely evident at the beginning of the season when we didn't have gg yet as a as one of our dps when you know a lot of people are scared about losing almada which they should be almada is a world-class player 
Um, I'm more worried about losing Yakamakis. Um, I, I, we can't replace Almada, obviously, but we, we can find ways to, to sort of supplement what he does in the midfield, I think. Um, the, the, the one guy that I, I'm terrified to lose is Yakamakis. I mean, if we, if we lose him, our, our season's over. Not, I don't think we're going to. I don't think we're going to sell him in the summer. I don't think we're going to sell him in the in the winter transfer market. But I, that that is, in my opinion, that is our team MVP is Gigi. Um, props on props on the front office for signing a legit backup keepers. I think that was a real bright spot that maybe hasn't gotten enough attention. Um, props for the FO for doing that. But we have no one behind Gigi. I mean, we just do not have another backup striker. Uh, Barry is horrendous. Chole is even awful. Um, so it's it's tough when Gigi's out, man. This team just doesn't have a lot of teeth. The only goal we scored was a PK from Almada where where he absolutely just completely deked out the keeper. That was amazing. Uh, the keeper was just standing there flat-footed, and Almada put it over in the right-hand corner. So that was nice to see. Um, I like Sosa, and, and I think uh, Rosetto is good off the bench as an option to slow the game down. Um but, but I look forward to that midfield signing in the summer. I know Garth mentioned that we were going to add another piece to the midfield in the summer. I'm looking forward to that. Sosa just doesn't seem to fit anywhere on the team, which I guess makes sense considering he was brought in by Hanze for a very specific role in the midfield that doesn't really exist anymore. Um, Ibarra and Sadich do well together, I guess. Um, so hopefully with a, with a full week of rest, we see them next week, you know, kind of reinvigorated and, and with more energy. Um, Arujo didn't seem to care this, this past weekend. I, I, I don't know what's going on with him. We saw it uh, midweek versus Memphis. Uh, I'm 100% fine if he departs in the summer transfer window. He's not worth a DP position, in, in my opinion. Uh, it, it was just sort of a lack of heart on, almost in a lot of the, a lot of the, um, lot of the plays. It's, it's super frustrating how this team just goes through long stretches where everybody stands around. Nobody makes runs, and you have multiple players occupying the same space in the field. Uh, they right. pretty much tune out Pineda. So uh, it's uh, the the way I can describe this past weekend against Nashville on the road was that was a 2022 Atlanta United performance. Ouch. Yeah. Ouch. Yeah. Not not great, man. But we we had a midweek game. We had some tired legs. It, it's it's a long season. Take it with a grain of salt. Let's see what we can produce. This weekend away at Miami. Well, got a long week. Let let them rest. They had two games last week alone, um, a midweek game and then the Saturday game. So it was funny, can... it, you know, on the schedule, they had a midweek game, but I didn't see any Atlanta United players playing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's let's get to the uh, Falcons draft recap. Good weekend for Atlanta, I think, um, in my opinion. I, I I was okay with the draft. I really was. Um, I think Arthur Smith and uh, Terry Fontenot did a really good job of, of starting to build their team. Um, and it started with B. John Robinson on, on Friday. And I know we've had that, that lack of difference right there between you and I, but I think Bijan is is a difference maker at running back, and he will make that that offense just that much better. Oh yeah, and I I don't disagree with that at all, Billy. Uh, Bijan Robinson. If anybody listened to this podcast during college football, I loved Bijan Robinson. I'm a huge Bijan Robinson fan. 
difference maker for sure. Absolutely for sure a, a difference maker. I just think the Falcons had bigger weaknesses. I think they had bigger holes that probably should have been filled in that eight slot. Um, other than uh, other than a running back, I, you know, it, I'm not saying Bijan is not a great player. I think Bijan is going to be a great player. I just think the Falcons have much more glaring weaknesses than than a running back room that, in my opinion, was is was good last year and should be good this next upcoming year with who they had on the roster. That's fair. That's fair. In the first or the first pick of the second round, which was seventh overall in the second round, uh, the Falcons select and actually traded up to select Matthew Bergeron, uh, the offensive guard from Syracuse. He played tackle in college and will move to guard uh, for the Falcons. Bryce, do you like this pick? Because I do. Love, love the pick. I love the pick. Love that they traded up for this young man. Uh, it, it, he's, he played for Syracuse, so not a lot of people are probably going to be familiar with him. An absolute dog in the trenches. Uh, I love this pick, man. I, I, th- I think Bergeron is going to be a starter for the Falcons easily, probably for the next five to seven years. I think this guy is a monster. And I, in my opinion, out of all the draft picks, value-wise for the Falcons, I think this was the Falcons' best draft pick when you look at the value in the second round. I think this was a home run for the Falcons. That's awesome. Yeah. I love, I love hearing like you run. say that. I'm, I'm a huge... Honestly, day one starter. Day one starter. When they play, I don't know who they. I don't think we. I don't think we know who they're going to play. We haven't week had one the schedule released yet. Yep. So yep. when the schedule releases, whatever that first game is for the Falcons, Matthew Bergeron will be starting at one of the guard slots. That's awesome. Yep. Uh, at in the third round, the twelfth pick in the third round, the Falcons selects defensive end out of Ohio State, Zach Harrison. Um. <sighs> So here's the thing, and I, I'm i okay with this pick, okay? However, Harrison was a five-star that was had moments, but that was it. He wasn't a five-star that was an absolute Chase Young game wrecker, uh, Joey Bosa, Nick Bosa game wrecker from Ohio State. It, he he had his moments where it was, oh, there's Zach Harrison. Oh, hello. There he is again. And then he kind of disappeared. Yeah, and this is this is this is sort of where I would have liked to seen the Falcons take a running back in the third round. I would have liked to see him in that first round go um, with uh, Gonzalez, the cornerback out of Oregon. I think that would have been a better foot fit for them. In the third round, I really would have liked to see them trade back and take Tank Bigsby from Auburn. Uh, Tank Bigsby is not the athlete or not the running back that B. John Robinson is by any stretch of the imagination, but I think there's a better value there in the third round trading back. Listen, I'm as big of an Ohio State advocate and homer as just about anybody you're going to find. I am not a huge Zach, Zach Harrison fan. I mean, he only had three and a half sacks, like you said, last season at Ohio State. He disappeared at times. Um, you know, I, I would have liked to seen the Falcons here in the third round possibly take that uh, that DN kid out of Tennessee. Uh, Young, I think is his last name. I, I'd like to see him do that. There, there was a kid out of Louisville, another DN out of Louisville that I think is better, better than Zach uh, Harrison. Zach Harrison's got the measurables. He's got the physicality. He's got the measurables. He just didn't produce at Ohio State. And maybe once he gets in the NFL, the NFL guys get a hold of him. 
maybe they can turn him into something. But I never saw anything out of Zach Harrison on Saturdays that made me scream out, this guy is going to be a difference maker on Sundays. He is a he's a piece, third round. It seems high for Zach Harrison, but the Falcons saw something in, in Zach that they liked. So hopefully he comes here and, and he's a difference maker. I just I haven't seen it at his time at Ohio State. In the fourth round, uh, 11th pick in the fourth round, the, the Falcons select Clark Phillips, the third cornerback out of Utah. I'll be honest, I don't know. I don't, don't know. I don't, nope. Yep. Don't I, know him. All I know is he, they picked a DB from Utah, and Ohio State put up about 875 yards of offense on Utah's secondary two years ago. So um, I don't know he, if he was a starter back then. I have I I don't know who Clark Phillips the third is. I didn't. I haven't watched any film. Uh, in the seventh pick in the seventh round, the Falcons select DeMarco Helms, safety out of Alabama. Yeah, I, I actually like this pick. Um, he's going to be a guy that's probably going to compete for somewhere in the nickel or dime package, I would assume. Uh, seventh rounder, that's, you know, when you get in the seventh rounder, seventh, uh, eighth round guys, you're probably looking for practice squad guys. Um, but I think, I think DeMarco could probably compete to slot in there for that nickel or dime set for the Falcons. Not going to be a guy that's going to come in day one uh, like Bergeron's going to be and start in that first game, but I think he's a guy that can compete. He, he played pretty well for Alabama. I like the way he played for him. So he's going to he's gonna compete for maybe that last DB slot on the roster, um, but he's one of those guys maybe two or three years down the road, he can come in as a, uh, as a starter. And the very next pick in the seventh round, the eighth, eighth pick there, is Javon Gwynn, offensive guard from South Carolina? Yeah, no idea. I didn't. I didn't watch any tape on Javon Gwynn. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Well, but I, I'm a, so hey, happy with it. I, I honestly like. I think Terry Fontenot and company did a good job. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, ESPN. Uh, a lot of a lot of uh, people ranking the Falcons draft wise have given them pretty crappy grades, which I understand why. Uh, just. Player personnel-wise, I think they got a lot of talent. ESPN gave him a B minus, and I think that's pretty fair. Uh, you know, Bijan in the first round, great talent. Bijan's going to be a phenomenal football player, I think. It just wasn't a position of need for the Falcons, in my opinion. So I kind of knocked them down a little bit for that. But uh, honestly, I mean, you give me the the first pick with Bijan, second second round with Bergeron. I think that's their best pick. Third round, Zach Harrison. I'm not a huge fan of that, but we'll see what the Falcons can do with it. Uh, I don't know anything about Clark Phillips. I do know the Falcons were a little light in the back end, so that's nice to add depth there. And then you get a, a, a nice safety out of Alabama to Marco in the seventh round, and then another guard. So, um, yeah, I mean, I I, I think a B- is a fair grade for the Falcons in this draft. Well, we'll see how it works out. And I think the next step in the NFL calendar is let's find out the uh, schedule. The schedule, yeah, that's right. Let's find out the schedule. Billy, let's get to the Marine South scoreboard from this past weekend. Uh, we had playoff baseball, playoff soc- soccer, and playoff lacrosse all going on in our area. In baseball, Heard County be- de- defeats Claxton 11-1 and 19-1 in a 2-0 sweep. They move on to the second round of the playoffs. You'll hear that on Hometown Sports Media with Casey. Who else is uh, Who's going to be down there with Casey? Is he going to be RB again? RB, the, uh, yep. RB, Casey and RB. There we go. Uh, Carrollton falls to Hillgrove 11 to one and one to nothing oh. in a sweep of the second round for the Carrollton Trojans. Tough to see that one. Uh, and Villarica falls 
to Winderborough. 3-2 and 3-2. They get swept on Saturday in two of the most frustrating games I think I've seen all year. I I was listening, and it seemed like the umpires were, uh, like, for for those of you who don't listen to Bryce, Bryce, Bryce will not talk about the umpires like I will. I'll, I'll talk about the umpires. Bryce won't. Saturday, Bryce talked about the umpires, and that tells me that the umpires were absolutely terrible. Yes. Um, um, not the reason they lost. Oh, well, that's fair. Yes. But that that is a large portion of, of things. But go I, ahead. I can guarantee you it played zero, zero part as to why Villarica Wildcats lost both of those games. Okay. Neither one of those losses on the umpires. Uh, first umpire we had, very inconsistent. You didn't know if it was going to be a strike or a ball 90% of the time after the call was made. And he was calling strikes and balls with left and right hand. I've never seen that. I've never seen an umpire switch. Uh, Very, very odd. Not a very good umpire. Second umpire we had a little bit tighter zone. Wasn't a huge fan of it. I think he thought he was in the MLB. But it was a very consistent tight zone, so it is what it is. Uh, And you knew if it was a strike, animated, loud, loved it. I think the the second... home plate umpire in the second game was uh, was much much better the guy in the first game man all over the place and, and a couple plays happened where they had a convene and, and the fans were getting loud and chirping and uh, I think it rattled I think it rattled the home plate umpire and he tried to ring I don't remember if we were I don't remember if we were batting or if we were in the field I don't remember but it was strike two and the home plate umpire tried to ring the batter up and every and everybody was like it's only strike two and I made the comment to, to Verlin um, I said you to that home plate umpire looks a little rattled, man. I said he's sort of losing his sight lines. Uh, so it, it was tough, tough way for Villarica to end their season, man. Um, and you, I, I tell you, that's that's tough. I, prom was that night for Villarica. Billy, I can guarantee you a thousand percent. There's no way I would have gone to prom. There's there's a zero percent <laughs> chance I go to prom after those games. No chance. Yeah. I am I am sitting in my basement because that's what I did after football games. I remember exactly what I did after we lost football games. I would sit in my basement with the lights off and replay every single play that I didn't do correct uh, after football losses. Um, you know, I said this during football season. I don't remember any of the wins we had. I, I remember maybe one or two wins in my football career. I can tell you every single loss we ever had. Uh, yeah. I remember those a lot more. So uh, T's and P's out to Carrollton Trojans, to Villarica Wildcats, to all the teams that uh, ended their season this year was uh, it's fun, Colin. It's sort of winding down, Billy, but what's not winding down? Playoff soccer. Hug a senior season, right? That's right. Hug a senior season. We have it a couple times, and this is uh, this is really hug a senior season. But uh, we're not going to have to hug any seniors for the Bremen Lady Blue Devils. They beat St. Vincent's in a Final Four matchup 2-1. to one. Uh, They score. Gabby Worthy in the second period of extra time nets a winner in an absolute one of the greatest soccer games I think I've ever seen. It was a blast. They traveled to Mercer on Wednesday at five o'clock for the championship versus Oconee County, I believe, Billy. Yes. Yes. Oconee County at 5 p.m. That'll be on hometown sports media. I'm going down there to call it. Uh, Billy, I've never seen a high school soccer stadium with that type of atmosphere. I thought I was at a football game. That place was nuts. It was absolutely nuts. It it was packed. It was packed, man. It was almost about five, about five to eight minutes into the first first half. It was nearly standing room only on the home side. It was it was awesome. Well, I love to see that support for for girls' athletics and, and especially for soccer out here 
on the west side. Great support. Mount Zion uh, falls in the final four. The boys to Georgia Military Academy, three to nothing. Uh, and then in playoff lacrosse, Carrollton falls to North Gwinnett, the boys, 15 to nine. Uh, so the only teams we have left playing in the playoffs here on the west side, it's going to be Heard County, Bowden for baseball. Both of those boys' uh, teams move on to the second round. And then the Bremen Lady Blue Devils, they move on to the state championship Wednesday in Mercer at 5 p.m. On the Smith floor covering games and events calendar for tonight in Major League Baseball, we have the Braves doubleheader at the Mets starting at 1 p.m. In the NBA, 76ers at Celtics. That's the first game of that series. And Suns at Nuggets. Suns lead that series one to nothing in the NHL. Rangers at Devils. That is a game seven start, or excuse me, a game seven in the NHL. And Billy will tell you there's nothing like a game seven in the NHL. And then the NASCAR Cup Series at Dover. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, a couple, a couple, uh, a couple games seven yesterday in the NHL, and the NASCAR Cup Series at Dover that starts at one p.m. as well. We also have the middle school championships for baseball today: Central versus Bremen. That is at Central. Um, I'll be on the call for that. So nice. I'm, I'm excited. Sweet, that'll uh, be fun. Yeah, Bryce, I, need another cup of coffee. I do, I do indeed. I need another cup of coffee. Another cup of coffee brought to you by Realtor Hannah Strom with the Robert Goolsby Real Estate Group. Uh, as we mentioned, a couple Game 7s yesterday. Panthers upset and eliminate the Bruins in Game 7. Best regular season ever. They get beat in the first round. You hate <laughs> to see it. Do you? Do you hate to see it? It's Boston. I love you to see hate it. to see it. I love to see it. It's Boston. I hate Boston. Anytime Boston anything loses, I am a winner. Tough to see for Boston, but, you know, moving on. Uh, Stanley Cup champion Colorado Avalanche have been knocked out as the Kraken win the first series, which, wow. Yeah, that wow. blows my mind. The Avs, the Avs were uh, Stanley Cup champions, and they, they got knocked out. And then the Bruins, who set the greatest ever regular season, they get knocked out in the first round. Absolute lunacy going on uh, in the NHL. That's why the NHL is the best. Honestly, God, I love it. Um, yeah, it's it's good. It's it's really really good. I don't think it's better than the NFL, but it's very very good. Stanley, Stanley Cup playoffs, it's hard to beat, dude. It really is. It really really is. It's it's better. It's better than baseball, in my opinion, and much better than basketball. Um, I just I can't put anything over the NFL, man. The, the playoffs, the playoffs in the NFL are just, they're amazing. <laughs> they're okay. Steph Curry, okay. Steph Curry hits 50 and sets the game seven record as the Warriors eliminate the King. Yeah, all this year I heard, oh, Steph Curry and the Warriors, they're washed up. Yeah, everybody <laughs> thought that about LeBron James too. And you see what happens when you poke the bear or whatever Dylan Brooks said. That was, it was a bear poke, wasn't it? And the, the yeah. reference he used, yeah. Uh, Steph Curry and LeBron James are showing why they're still the two best players in the NBA when it matters. Uh, Curry just went off the other night. The Phillies say Bryce Harper could return Tuesday at the Dodgers. And if I'm not mistaken, he's been trying. He's been playing a lot of first or trying out at first. Well, that's the rumor. Yeah, the uh, the Phillies are trying him out at first. That's good for baseball. I I. I hate Bruce Hooper because he plays for the Phillies. He's a great baseball player, good role model, in my opinion, for any of the kids that watch baseball. Uh, he plays baseball the right way, man. He hustles in everything he does, and 
I think that's the reason why he gets injured a little bit more often than the other players do is because of the way he plays baseball. So I hate him. It doesn't mean you should hate him uh, because he is a he's a good baseball player, plays the game the right way, and baseball is better when Bruce Hooper is healthy and playing. And Matt Skinner hates him because he swiped the A behind the whole fight. You know what? If he if it was a Braves player that did that to the Mets, we'd love him and herald him for the rest of the time. Agreed. Yep. A thousand percent agreed. Yep. Uh, and then finally today in 1994, three-time world Formula One driver's champion. Ericsson. Yeah, there you go. Of Brazil is killed in a 309-kilometer crash while leading the San Marino Grand Prix in Imola in Italy. Yeah, dark day for, for F1, man. One of the all-time greats. We we don't know how good he would have been because he sort of passed away in his prime. But yeah, Ayrton Senna, probably the, the biggest... I want to say probably the biggest star in Formula One before Schumacher came around. Um, it's crazy, okay. man. If you, if, if you ever get a chance to watch it, watch the Ayrton Senna documentary on Netflix. Uh, the, I mean, they they brought his uh, body back over to Brazil and had a, you know, a public funeral for him. And there are millions upon millions of Brazilians there during the funeral. It's um, it's a cool documentary, man. I highly suggest it for anybody who's a who's a motorsports fan. You don't have to be an F1 fan to appreciate it, but it's a it's a good documentary. You got anything else for us? Nah, man, let's get out of here on a Monday. It's supposed to be gorgeous weather all this week, dude. I, I can't wait. Sunny and low 70s. It's supposed to be perfect. Love it. We do have playoff baseball later this week. We will playoffs. tell you all about that. Playoffs. But for today, Bryce Barling, for Bryce Barling, I am Billy Liddell. Have a great day, everybody. We will talk to you tomorrow. Same time, same place. Shake your neighbor. Just shake them.